Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. And how are you, sir? I'm good. Cold. Yes, that's what I'm hearing in North Dakota. It's yeah. a little bit chilly. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, Prince always used to say that because he lived in Minneapolis, right? And he always used to say, people would go, why do you live in Minneapolis? And his answer was to keep the bad people out. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. And, it, and, you know, when it gets to be 30 below zero, you don't have a lot of, a lot of crime happening on the streets. That's what I hear. Coldness <laughs> makes criminals go away. Criminals like warmth. They do. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. Well, I don't know how many people we're going to have show up today, but uh, we're doing a surprise session for you guys. So as we let people filter in here, Steve, how about maybe you could entertain us with some guitar playing? <laughs> I'm going to make a quick cup of coffee. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Hello, Stanlin and Paul. Shirag, Leah. Hey, everybody. Trying to get my hands warmed up. It is, it's, well, it's not terrible here, but it's, I think I think we've, we're right around 30 degrees here, so it's just trying to get things adjusted. We had warmth, and now in North Dakota here, we don't. So we're back to being a little cold. Hey, Osman. Hey, Danny. Hey, Mark. Hey, Sam. Hi from Germany. That's awesome. Mayo mayonnaise? George? Rick? <laughs> How you doing? Paul? Robert? Kevin? Dark guy from India? Aaron? Robert? Richard? Haynes from the UK. Hey, bud. Jack is here from Philadelphia. Yeah, we thought it'd be fun to go live again. We were done, and then I think Dan missed me a lot, even though he won't admit it. And uh, so we decided to go live again. So today we're going to be talking about all kinds of fun stuff. So there he is. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the chuckle was for your name. <laughs> Philip is there. Fred, Freddie is there. Angelo, Jay, Harry. We got all kinds of people here. This is great. Super cool. I was seriously thinking, Steve, it might just be me and you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's, there's always good good people out there ready to learn some guitar stuff for sure. That's awesome. Oh, sorry. I got. I have to turn down my air conditioner. I'm already burning up. Hang on. Okay. We have built-in air conditioner here in North Dakota. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Riley. Engwiber. I think that's how you say your name. Hello, Dwayne. Tony watching from Italy. Hey, Tony. Javon. Chumac TV. Hey, awesome. I'm glad you're here, too. Zagreb, Croatia. Awesome. Yes. We have some friends in Croatia. Yep. 
We've got Prasoon Romania. from India. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. Emir from the UK, Stephen from England. That's what I love about going live early is that you get people from all over the world. When you go at eight at night, everybody's sleeping, right. other than the United States, of course. But Right. Awesome. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, spare the moment. Steve and I were, we, we did five workshops. And, and the last one we did, we're like, this is the last workshop. We're not doing any more on essential techniques ever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We didn't say ever, but we had, ha we had five planned. And uh, then we were like, well, maybe we should just do a couple of more of these because people really, really liked them. And the feedback was awesome. In fact, Steve, I don't know if you know this, but one of the ones that we did just on one channel had like 20,000 views and it's, which is pretty amazing for a live, a live broadcast. And, um, so we are actually here live. This isn't like a replay. Well, it depends. Maybe at some point it'd be a replay right now. It's live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At this moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Parker Nettle says, Oh, I missed it. Oh, I'm just putting up everybody saying hi here. Oh, so cool, cool. Just throw cool. Some hellos there. This is some cool technology. And Steve was just telling me, guys, that um, we actually need to expand our level of whatever thing that we have right now so that everybody can comment. Um, we only have a certain level of this software that we're using right now. And apparently there's so many people here that want to join that uh, we're maxed out. So we got to contact the company and up, upgrade our technology, but we will do that. And we're going to do a, We're going to do another one of these sessions on Monday. So Monday, October 26th, I'm letting everybody know now we're going to do uh, the last one and that will be at 10 o'clock and that's going to be a cool one as well. So please join us for Monday, October 26th. We're going to do another one of these live sessions today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the three critical soloing techniques that every guitarist needs to know, which are vibrato, bends, and slides. So three critical soloing techniques, vibrato, bends, and slides. And then Monday, the workshop is called Picking and Rhythm Control. Everything that we're going to talk about today, guys, is related to Steve's new course. It's called Essential Techniques by Steve Stein. It's available right now at the introductory price, plus several fast action bonuses, which are actual courses that we sell on the website every day. Uh, it's all available at guitarzoom.com. A whole lot of people have already signed up for that course, and we thank you profusely for that. If you have already signed up for Essential Techniques and you've got a chance to get in there and start working on it, come back and tell us what you think about it. That would be super cool. Uh, and finally, if you have questions about soloing techniques, Anything to do with soloing technique. Let's try to keep it focused on that. Uh, and then we're going to do, uh, please post them in the chat wherever you are. We have this software that actually brings in everybody's comments so we can see from the different places that you may be, YouTube, Facebook, and then we're able to read those and we'll try to enter as many of those as, many of those as we can at about, that, at about the half hour mark. Okay, so please stick around. We'll answer you as many questions as we can. And again, if you want to get the course, go to guitarzoom.com, click on the big banner at the top called Essential Techniques. The introductory price ends soon. Cool. All right, buddy. Let's take it away, man. Well, okay. So again, we just kind of threw this together as an impromptu idea, but these are all things that I love to teach. So 
Um, when it comes to soloing, you know, the first thing that we start learning how to do is we start learning to move up and down the fretboard, right? We start memorizing scale shapes. So somebody teaches us how to play like an A minor pentatonic. Right, so what we do is we start practicing that over and over and over, playing it up, playing it down, that sort of thing. Um, but at some point, what we need to do is we need to start trying to convert that into something that sounds actual, like, like an actual solo or actual music. And there's certain techniques that you need to learn how to um, develop and use in your playing to break from just making your solo sound like... And again, there's nothing wrong with that. That can still be converted into music. But when you start using what I've always referred to as human elements, which are things like sliding, bending, vibrato, hammer-ons, pull-offs, those sorts of things, those are the things that really start making your solos come to life. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if we think about this, if I was going to take, again, I'll, I'll just be an A minor. It's just easier if I stay in the same key all the time for, for people who are watching and, and learning from different videos. So if I was in A minor, the first thing we'll do is we'll focus on what we call vibrato, okay? Now, vibrato is done by playing a note and then shaking that note. And it creates like a vocal quality, right? When somebody sings. And there's a lot of different ways that you can make vibrato, but let's first just talk about how to do the vibrato. Now, for most people, I do what's called a blues stance, okay, or a blues grab. And what I'm doing is you can see that my thumb is coming over the top. Now, oftentimes when I play things, my thumb will be down, in the, down kind of in the center of the guitar here, if you can see that, okay, and I'll be doing things. But when I want to do my vibrato, I'll hook up over the top, so I'm literally grabbing onto the guitar, okay? I'm literally holding onto the neck of the guitar. And what I do then is, let's say I'm at the fifth fret of the third string, and I play that note, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that finger and I'm going to start pulling it toward the floor this way. Now, what you'll notice is I'm not doing this. The vibrato isn't coming from my fingers. The vibrato is coming from my forearm and my wrist. I'm going to be turning like this, like I'm opening a doorknob. So as I grab on, I start pulling that string like I'm opening a doorknob. So it's going to require more effort. But what happens in being able to do it that way is you have more control on how fast you want it, how wide you want your vibrato, and most importantly, that your vibrato can be even. Because sometimes when you do this, you get these really quirky, fast kind of, kind of things happening. When you grab on, see, I can decide how wide I want it, and I can decide how fast I want that. Or I can make different kinds of vibratos. You see? But I've got control over that. So the one thing you've got to learn about this is that when you do a vibrato, what you're doing is you're taking the pitch of the note and you're putting it out of tune. So you're not bending it a half step or a whole step or something like that. You're literally bending it so it's out of tune and then you're bringing it back in tune. But it's that tension and release that makes it sound really cool. And it's just a natural thing that we do. So learning how to do a vibrato, learning how to apply the vibrato, okay? And then learning to be able to do the vibrato on any finger. 
So a nice little practice that you can walk away from today doing is let's just take the fifth fret there on the third, or excuse me, the fifth fret of the third string. And I could do a vibrato with my first finger. And you're gonna notice I'm bending or I'm pulling toward the floor. Now, is it possible to do it toward the ceiling? I'm sure it is, but that, that's not comfortable for me, but you could certainly turn the other direction. Then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move back, add that finger on, so now there's two fingers on there. Move back, add a third finger on, and then move back and add the pinky on. So I can learn to do the vibrato with any of my fingers. Now please understand before we move on to whatever we're going to do, this doesn't mean it's the only way to do vibrato. There's a million ways to do vibrato. There are times that I might be playing and see how I'm doing a vibrato on my pinky and all my fingers are not down and my thumb is not over the top. There are times when I may have to do a vibrato in whatever situation I find myself in and that's okay. I'm just saying if, you, if you've never really done vibrato or if you've never really gotten a good handle on how it works, learning how to do this opening thing, this door opening thing is a really great way to start doing that. And this is the door opening vibrato technique. Is it, what do you call it? Well, I don't I don't call it door opening, but but that that is the 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 uh, the action that I'd be taking with my wrist is like I'm turning a doorknob. Got it. Right. So that's that's really what's happening there. So the big thing is to get people to understand that you don't really want your vibrato to simply come from doing this with your fingers. Mm. Now it is possible again if my wrist was down like this. Let me make this bigger again. If my wrist was down, I could still do this. Right. I'm still not going like this right? I'm still using the wrist. It's just my thumb isn't over the top. Mm -hmm. So one last thing I want to point out to you is when I do this, what I want you to notice is that the bottom of my hand, the bottom of my finger is touching the bottom of the guitar. That's the point at which I'm pulling that string. You see, if I did this with space here, I have nothing to pull against. And that's when I have to start using my fingers. Got it. If I grab, so my, the bottom of my finger is touching right here. Okay, then I can turn and I can pull that string as I go, whether my thumb's over the top or not, right? Now, again, that doesn't mean that sometimes you might not be in this position where there is space here and you need to add a vibrato. It's just I have less control at that point and I'm fully aware of that, right? So my vibrato will be more of a subtle style vibrato when I'm doing that, where when I grab on like this, I can get really big, wide, spacious kinds of, of um, vibratos at that point. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Guys, if you're just now joining us, welcome. Welcome to the, I believe this is the sixth live workshop series that we have, that we're doing for you. And it's on essential techniques. And today we're doing the one, this is three critical soloing techniques that you need to know. One is vibrato. The other is bends, and the other is slides. So when we talk about vibrato, bends, and slides, the number of people that keep piling in here just keeps going up. So I thought I should tell people what's going on, how to comment. If you're just joining us, go ahead and tell us who you are, where you're from, and uh, if you have any questions about technique, please post them and let us know. We're going to have a rapid-fire question-and-answer session a little bit later. Uh, I'm Dan Denley, founder of Guitar Zoom, and, of course, this is my good friend Steve Stein. Uh, guitar instructor extraordinaire 
And Steve is the author of the newest course at Guitar Zoom. It's called Essential Techniques by Steve Stein, at available right now at an introductory price, which ends uh, in just a couple of days. And there's also some really cool bonuses. Somebody asked about chord chasing. Uh, there's actually, if you decide to get this course, Essential Techniques, you get an entire bonus course called Chord Chasing Mastery. That's one of the fast action bonuses. So if you'd like to learn how that works, being able to follow chords around and play a solo based on what the chord structure is happening underneath, that will be available for you. You get that course for free when you get Essential Techniques. So guys, thanks again for being here. Let us know your questions. We'll get to those in just a minute. So we just talked about uh, this kind of doorknob technique and talked a little bit about vibrato. And we're covering these three techniques, uh, bending, vibrato, or sorry, vibrato, bends, and slides. Where do you want to take it now, my friend? Well, I'd still like to talk a little bit more about vibrato before we Go move ahead. on here. Um, so the big thing is, is understanding with vibrato, again, we're, it's not that there's only one way to do it. You've got to explore this and see what works best. But remember, it has to come down to your control and it has to come down to sound. <laughs> And even just a nice small vibrato can be very, very um, effective versus, you know, them, you know, we get it in our head sometimes, bigger is always better, and that's not necessarily true when it comes to vibrato. So you've got to explore this, and part of it is, is just don't be in a hurry. When it comes to things like bending, which we'll talk about next, and vibrato and these sorts of things, when I used to do a lot of one-on-one -on -one guitar lessons with students, we would talk about these and then they would try and implement them in their playing because they'd come to lessons each week and then we would jam a little bit and then work on whatever it is they'd like to do and give them some new material and whatever. When we'd be jamming with this stuff, what would often happen is the student would try and execute one of these techniques and it wouldn't go as expected. And of course, what happens is when, it, when you don't have that confidence and that control, you get timid, you get shy right? And you back off. So they'd try and go for a bend or something and it wouldn't work right. And of course, bending can be quite dangerous when it doesn't sound right because it kind of sounds like you're, you know, killing a cat or something like that. <laughs> um, you, know, with all these, you know, these sorts of things. And, and it's okay. I mean, you've got to learn how to gain that control, but you've got to use your ear and you've got to think about how it feels when you're doing these um, in the proper execution. <laughs> And listen to some of the players that you like out there. You know, someone had mentioned B.B. King earlier um, and his unique vibrato, which B.B. King had a very unique vibrato. B.B. King's vibrato was not the vibrato that I wanted to try and emulate. I grew up, you know, wanting to emulate more of like Eric Clapton's vibrato, um, that sort of thing. You know, different, different players. And if you listen, they're drastically different. Like if you listen to B.B. King versus Eric Clapton versus Angus Young versus Ingve Malmsteen, their vibratos are so different from each other. And then, you know, we get into like the Zach Wilds with really wide vibratos and things like that. So be aware that there's a lot of really great stuff that you can do. And we, in the course, we talk about all these different kinds of vibratos too. But just, just be aware that there's a lot of different ways that you can practice those. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just reading through all the questions, uh, Steve. I'm trying to kind of compile these for us here. If you want to keep going, go yeah. ahead, man. So the next thing we're going to do then is we're going to talk about bending. Now, there's a whole host of different ways that you can bend. And again, I go through all of that stuff in the, in the course. But let's just start with the most common thing, which we'll call a basic bend. So if we were sitting in the A minor pentatonic position, 
the point of a bend again for the most part there's a million reasons why we might do a bend from an effect uh an effect kind of standpoint but from a practical standpoint let's just understand that a bend is taking a note and bending it to another note and that note that we're bending to is more than likely part of the scale that we're playing doesn't always have to be but that's a great place to start so for instance if i went to the third string of the a minor pentatonic and i went to the seventh fret okay and what i want you to notice is i have all three fingers sitting on this string right now and what i'm going to do is i'm going to take that and i'm going to do a reverse door opening i'm going to turn this way now so I'm still touching over on this side like I was talking about earlier, but I have lots of space on this side. So when I pick that note, I'm gonna push it toward the ceiling until I hear two frets higher. And see, so you've gotta be able to hear that sound and, and you do over time, you get used to it. So that's what a whole step bend is, a two fret or whole step bend. So seven is becoming nine. Now why nine? Because the ninth fret is another note of the A minor pentatonic scale. So I'm bending from a note of the pentatonic to another note of the pentatonic. So it's like I'm playing these notes, but instead of playing them separately, I'm going and I'm bending up to it. Okay, so I can bend a note up, and again, I want to practice making sure I'm hitting the right pitch. I remember once a student saying to me um, on my, one of my Ibanez gems that has like the, the flower stuff all over it, mm -hmm. he was like, so do you bend to a point in the flower? And, and, and it got me thinking because depending on the guitar that you play, like you can't, bends are different. If you play a shorter scale like a Gibson Les Paul or something versus a longer scale like an Ibanez or a Fender, um, or for instance, if you played a baritone or you have thicker strings on versus thinner strings, all of those things are going to make the bend feel different. And the distance that you have to bend is going to change. So it has to be your ear. And the greatest way to practice that is just, just practice getting the sound in your head of what you're trying to target. Okay. Don't be in a hurry of trying to put it into application and using it for soloing. Just get used to how does it feel? How does it sound? Am I getting to the right place? If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. So again, if we're in A minor pentatonic going to the seventh fret with my ring finger and the other two fingers are there to help stabilize. They are strength for me as I turn. So instead of just trying to turn and hold that with one finger, I'm using all three fingers to push that up in the air. Hmm. Now you can go to the second string at the eighth fret Again, pentatonic, where my pinky would normally go. I'm going to put my third finger there and put the other two right behind it as well. 
Now, these two are not part of the pentatonic, but it doesn't matter. We're not hearing them. They're just there for strength. And I want to bend the same way. And I can do that on the eighth fret of the first string as well. Now, some things you might be thinking, and I'm not trying to go through these way too quick. It's just we only have so much time, but right. you get the idea of the bend. So the thing that people will ask is, well, why is it that when you go to the, the uh, second string of the first string where you'd normally play your pinky right there, why are you going to your third finger? Well, the reason is, is because I have more strength in these three fingers than I do in my pinky, okay? Plus, it feels more comfortable for me. But the most important reason is because then I've got my pinky available. to do stuff with. I can still use my pinky for other kinds of things, okay? You've probably heard like, you know, you know, bends like that. Well, I can use my pinky for that sort of thing, where if I was using all four fingers to do the bend, that pinky is no longer available to do that. Mm -hmm. Another question that I get a lot is, well, why are you bending toward the ceiling? Why can't you bend toward the floor? Like a vibrato. Well, you can bend toward the floor, but the problem is, is if you bend toward the floor, these strings now become useless because I'm actually getting in their way. If I bend toward the ceiling, I can do all those kind of typical licks and things that people usually do for kind of rock, blues rock sorts of things. Okay, so you can see that when I bend up, I, I've got that allowance on the bottom, but that doesn't mean it always works. If I was on the sixth string, and I wanted to do a bend, I can't go up. I'm going to go off the guitar. Right, then I'd have to go down. You see? Just like reverse, if I want to do a vibrato on the first string, I can't go down. I have to go up. So you just have to keep those things in mind as you're learning this. Super cool. Man, the uh, number of folks that keep just piling in here is so awesome. We decided to do this thing at the very last minute. So Steve and I are shocked that anybody showed up, to be honest with you. <laughs> but there just keeps more and more people are just keep piling into this live stream that we're doing here. And I want to thank everybody for, for coming. What we're doing is a, uh, a live workshop for you on essential techniques. This particular workshop is on three uh, critical techniques that you need for soloing. Vibrato bends and slides don't worry if you're joining late because we're gonna uh make sure that this workshop gets put on the guitar zoom youtube channel in a playlist called essential techniques i'll show you that playlist in just a second uh if you're just now joining us thanks for being here please post your questions about what you're interested in and um in terms of uh, what your questions are regarding technique okay please try to keep them focused on either bends, vibrato, or slides, so we can kind of keep it focused. I do want to ask an additional question. We asked this last time. We had some amazing stories and responses, and Steve and I went back and read those later. We were just like, wow, this is cool. The question is this, guys. What does guitar playing mean to you? What does guitar playing mean to you, and how has it changed your life? We literally had some people last time tell these amazing stories, and if you if you feel comfortable sharing that with everybody, obviously you're posting this in a in a uh, in a public setting so uh you know just keep that in mind we had some pretty intimate stories last time but what does guitar playing mean for you and how has it changed your life we would love to hear that and hear your personal story about your guitar journey 
So if you'd like to learn some uh, these three critical techniques, please keep watching and post your comments. If you want to learn them even faster, go and check out Steve's new course. It's called Essential Techniques by Steve Stein. It's available at guitarzoom.com. And right now it's available at the introductory price with some killer fast action bonuses, which are ending very soon. Okay. So that's available at Guitar Zoom. Just click on the big banner at the top. And then a little bit later, I'm going to show you guys Steve's mind map of how he created this course and show you these things that we're talking about today and how they're incorporated in the course. I'm going to give you a behind the scenes look at exactly how Steve's brain works and how he creates courses for you, which is pretty amazing. And uh, make sure you post your comments because we're going to go back and do a question and answer session for you guys here in just a few minutes. Go ahead, Steve. I don't mean to interrupt you, buddy. Well, and I was just going to say, too, there, I see a lot of questions about like techniques and things like that and strengthening. There's a playlist for sure on YouTube on the Guitar Zoom page where you can go and all the other live sessions that Dan and I have been doing are in there. And, and there's one on finger strength and there's one on picking techniques. And so you can go back and watch those. And a lot of these questions that you have are, are certainly going to be answered in those. Hey, Steve, can you do me a real quick favor? Because we keep what? telling them to go to the playlist. Let me actually show them how to do that because some people may not be familiar with it. Can I share my screen? Uh, yeah. All right, guys, let me know if you can see this. I'm going to show you exactly where to go to watch all the previous sessions that we've done here. Um, can you guys see the YouTube channel? Yep. Okay. All you need to do is go to YouTube. Just type in Guitar Zoom. Okay. And then click on this big old button right there. That'll take you to the homepage. In fact, this is us live right now. Click on this link right here. It says Playlists. And then the playlist that Steve's referring to is right here. You'll see that there are five videos already in that playlist. Uh, and if I click on it, yep. And if you scroll down here just a little bit on the right-hand side, you'll see all of the workshops that we've done for you here. The first one was uh, Feel the Rhythm. The second one was Picking Perfection. The third one was Playing Songs. The fourth one was Creative Soloing. Last time we had a basically an hour and a half almost of just Q&A about techniques, which was really enlightening and got really personal on this one. Um, so anyway, guys, that's the way that you can access all of the workshops that we're doing for you here. Cool? Cool. All right, man. Okay, so the next thing we want to do is talk about, before we move on to slides, we want to talk about bending and vibrato. Because if you think about it, when I do a bend, what I'm doing is I'm I'm Again, bending and vibrato are both bends, right? You're putting tension on the string, which is causing the the pitch to rise. It's just one of them you're trying to, to raise it to a, a, a certain degree that is another pitch in your scale. And one of them you're just adding a little, a little bend that's out of tune, right? That's what a vibrato is. So what we can do is we can actually learn how to do a bend and then add vibrato on that bend. So real quick, let's just talk about that. So let's say I was on the eighth fret. Again, A minor pentatonic. Let's say I was on the eighth fret of the second string and I bend that up two frets higher. So I check my reference note and I bend it. Right? And I want to make sure I hit that note. So now if I want to add a vibrato, what I'm going to need to do is take that note. Again, I was here. I bent it up. Now I'm here. I'm going to take that note and I'm going to release it just a little bit. And then I've got to bring it back up and I've got to hit the note that I bent to. Okay. I can't, let me, let me demonstrate. So when I bend it up and I bring it back down for a vibrato, it's going to be out of tune. So I've got to bend it up so it's in tune again. 
So what you're really doing is creating two points. You've got your bend point and your vibrato point. And what you want to learn to do is move between those two points like this. If you start doing this, then again, it sounds like you're summoning aliens or something like that. <laughs> you see? And I, I'm, you know, I, I, I laugh at it, but I remember very much sitting in my room trying to learn how to do this, just struggling. So listen, we've all been there. So I'm, I'm certainly not making fun of you. I'm, I'm thinking of my world too when I used to try and do these. So the trick is to try and really get used to those two points. And you'll notice I'm turning and then I'm releasing and turning and releasing and I'm going back and forth. And then I can control that and get the two happening together. So you see there's lots of different wonderful ways that you can bend and do add vibrato and different things like that. And it just takes a little while to get used to. But they're very, very, very important and they take time. You've got to nurture each one of these little techniques. So even though, and I know I say this sort of thing all the time, but even though maybe you've been introduced to bending over vibrato or something before and you go, yeah, I get it. You know, I, I've done it before. You don't want to just do it. You want to develop it. You want to find comfort and control in it. So you have command over it at any time in your solos. So when you go to play... <laughs> You know, whatever it is that you like to do when you play, you want to be able to do that at any moment in time. So it sounds like a music. It doesn't just sound like you're playing the scale. So I think that's enough for bending and vibrato right now, other than questions that we might get at the end. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at all the questions right now guys thank you for being here we really appreciate it i see that people keep joining us which is awesome if you're just now joining us we're about at the halfway mark of this live streaming session today on technique we're doing the three critical soloing techniques you need to know as a guitar player which are vibrato bends and slides i'm dan dinley the founder of guitar zoom and this is my good friend steve stein of course you guys know who he is steve is the author of a brand new course. It's available right now at guitarzoom.com. It's called Essential Techniques. A whole lot of people have already signed up for it. There's an introductory price going on right now, which ends very soon. And there are some awesome bonuses that you get with that when you decide to invest in that course. Um, I do want to ask you guys to please post your questions about your techniques so that we can get to them. We're going to have a Q&A session here in just a minute. And please tell us this uh, question answer this question for us. What does guitar playing mean to you and how has it changed your life? What does guitar playing mean to you and how has it changed your life? That would be a super awesome thing. If you feel comfortable sharing that with us, we'd really appreciate it. Steven, I love hearing that. It keeps us, keeps the old fires a burning. So uh, if you want to learn technique, stay with us. If you want to learn it faster, check out Steve's new course, Essential Techniques, available at guitarzoom.com right now at the introductory price. Steve, uh, I do want to share your mind map with folks, but I want to continue on uh, and show you guys the behind the scenes of exactly what, what you're going to learn and uh, show you how Steve's brain works when he creates courses for you. But I don't want to uh, get you off track, man, because I know you have an awesome curriculum that you want to present here in this. So I'll let you jump back to it. But I do want to get, get to that at some point. Okay. 
Okay, so I think that's, again, that's enough for bending and vibrato. And of course, in the course, I in the guitar course, I go into this stuff in a far deeper level, but at least it gets you thinking about this. So the last thing we've got then is sliding. Now, sliding really serves two purposes. Either you're going from some spot on the guitar to some other spot on the guitar, and you're using the technique of sliding. It could be done with chords, right? That sort of thing. Or it could be in a solo. Maybe you're playing... Right? Or we sometimes use it as simply an effect, either to start or end a phrase, or within uh, two notes that we might be playing in a solo. And let me show you what I mean. And again, I go into greater detail in these in the course, but you'll get the idea. So, for instance, I call these airplane slides. Airplane slides are slides, if you think about an airplane landing, there isn't an exact spot where the wheels are supposed to touch the, uh, the ground. We just all hope that they touch in the right enough place to where we survive for another day. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve <laughs> loves flying, by the way. That's a whole other story. <laughs> so, so what happens is they just they're they're going to hit the ground at some point, or they're going to touch the ground at some point is a better way of saying it. And uh, and then you're going to come to a stop and smile and call your mom. So, <laughs> I don't like flying. Anyway, so what an airplane slide is for a guitar player is I'm not starting on a particular note or a particular fret, and then you hear that. You just hear the slide. So it's great for starting or ending a phrase. Maybe I come in like this. So what I didn't do was, it wasn't that. You didn't hear the note at the beginning. I'm just coming in like an airplane, and I'm getting to my desired end point. And I can do the same when I slide off of it. I can slide. And what you'll notice is at the very end there, right before I leave the string, I touch the string with this hand, kind of karate chop it. And it's gone, right? So I might come in and do something. And then I'm gone again. So that's a really great way of learning how to slide is airplane slides, and you can do them anywhere. You see? So I slid in, I slid back out. Now, another kind of slide that I love to do all the time is between two notes. Now, remember, we already said we can slide from a position to another position, that sort of thing. So what I like to do is I use it in a musical context where I'll play a note, and then I'll slide to that note to reiterate the same point again. Just because it sounds more interesting than going... Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but this... Or I might even go... There's lots of really great ways that you can use sliding. So I see somebody, uh, where is it there? Paul says, Paul Fletcher says, comfortably numb is perfect for practice. Yeah. David Gilmore. Now, again, I have a buddy who is a diehard Pink Floyd fan. I am not a diehard Pink Floyd fan. I like Pink Floyd for sure. But David Gilmore's playing for me is about a 10 out of 10 because he is so good at the things that I'm talking about right now. Mm. 
so accurate and so his his guitar playing his soloing is just is just absolutely out of this world so things like um comfortably numb is a prime example there's a bunch of songs like that where when you try and replicate those songs they're really hard to replicate not because they're fast or anything like that but because they're so on point like he's so accurate and um so i totally agree with you um there's all kinds of them you listen to while my guitar gently weeps right by by the beatles or even the the prince version right the same thing you're going to hear all of this amazing bending and sliding and all these things happening so it's really worth looking into because for me, that's why I call them vocal elements. They're the things that really make the guitar sing. When we play like this, we're being a piano, right? We can do the things that a piano can do. But when we go, it sounds more like a voice than it does a piano. Mm-hmm. You see, it's those things that you really want to think about a little bit. So um, just just again, think about these. I, I always try and explain why I, I come from where I'm coming from when it comes to teaching. But my biggest goal with with students or people that watch my stuff is to get a small win, learning to think just just a little bit further than where you are, because that's something that you can connect to and use tomorrow and the next day, and the next day, and then that leads to another one, and it leads to another one. And and in my opinion, it's less frustrating that way because you feel better about yourself. So, I love it, Steve. Guys, I am just astonished and thankful that you have shown up today, and the numbers of viewers, uh, at least according to this thing that I'm looking at, just keeps going up, which is super cool because we this isn't completely not planned. <laughs> Steve and I literally yesterday afternoon were like, hey, we should probably do a couple more of those workshops if you're up for it, Steve. I texted him and he said, of course I'm up for it. When do you want to start? I said, well, let's do it at the same time. So that's how we ended up here, guys. So it's awesome that you took time out of your day to be here with us. We really appreciate it. Today, we're talking about three critical soloing techniques, vibrato, bends, and slides. If you're just now joining, don't worry. You can see all the workshops that we've done, and this will be be, uh, a replay that you can watch on the playlist on the Guitar Zoom YouTube channel. While I'm thinking of it, I want to mention to you guys all the resources that we have for you, all the free resources that we have for you. One, which I keep forgetting to mention, is our podcast. We now have a podcast, and I was just asking the guys to tell me what our current uh, rate is for the podcast in terms of our ranking. Um, anyway, no one's gotten back with me at that answer yet, but you can check out the Steve Stein podcast. Uh, and I'll be really honest with you. It is what it is, is videos that we've taken and just taken the audio out of the video. And, uh, and, and that is the podcast. So it's not something that Steve sits down and takes two hours to do or whatever. We just take all of these videos that he's made over the last 10 years or something, and we take the audio out, and then we that becomes a podcast. Now, you may say, well, that's ridiculous, but I'll be honest with you. I don't know if you know this, Steve, but the last time I checked, that thing was like number 40-something. Well, in the and United we have States. one that curates the stuff, so they go through and find the stuff that best represents a, a conversation, Right. right? So that's, that's, that's something that happens too, is that the person, you know, the, the people that, that edit these things actually make sure that it makes sense from a, 
non-visual perspective. So Right. Yeah. Well, we actually got this idea for the podcast uh, because there was a gentleman who drove from Kansas, I think, to Nashville, Tennessee, when we did that event in Nashville, Steve. We did a live, a live event a few years ago. And he told me that he actually listened, as he was a truck driver, he would listen to the DVDs back when we were doing DVDs and stuff. And he would just listen to it and kind of absorb the information as we went. And we're like, well, we should just make a podcast and do the exact same thing. So anyway, if you're into podcasts, which I love podcasts, go check out the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. That's what it's called, Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. And if you want to do us a really big favor, leave us a review and, and a comment there that would help us in the podcast to get the message out. That's obviously 100% free. We also have the Guitar Zoom YouTube channel. So if you're not a subscriber to that, you may want to do that. There's lots of awesome content being put there all the time. There is the Steve Stein YouTube channel. Several hundred videos there for you. Uh, one of them now has over 9 million views, I noticed, just one video. So lots of traction there. People love that channel. There's the Guitar Zoom Songs channel so for YouTube. So there's three channels that we have that we're all, all always putting out new videos for you to help you in your guitar playing journey. Um, there is a new uh, membership that we have. It's called Play Songs. Playsongs.com. Just go to playsongs.com. It'll take you right to the page. You can sign up for that. It's an annual membership. Uh, there's also, I think, a monthly or maybe it's just monthly. I can't remember. Just go to playsongs.com if you're interested in that. It's all about songs. Steve teaches like, what, three, 400 songs on there? No ads, none of that crap. It's just learn songs. Pretty cool. There's also a VIP membership, which you can get right now, a 30-day trial. Free, 100% free. Just check it out. It's at guitarzoom.com. That's a VIP. That's lots, lots more videos with tab and uh, jam tracks. And then finally... Steve's brand new course is called Essential Techniques. So if you like what we're talking about today, these techniques, these bending, the vibrato, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, then I think you'll like that course. It's available right now at a discount, a discounted introductory price available at guitarzoom.com. The course is called Essential Techniques by Steve Stein. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Steve, I want to get to questions and I want to show your mind map. We've already been on here 45 minutes and people just keep hanging with us. So how about we just keep on going, buddy? Okay. All right. <laughs> You're awesome, dude. Okay. So we've got bending vibrato and slides. And what I want you to start thinking about is how, again, there's, there's other techniques too, but how are you going to implement those into your motion of playing? Because that's something to really remember is if you're going to learn how to do a bend, that's great, but you've got to apply it somehow logically to the motion that you make on the guitar, right? So if I was to go to, again, A minor pentatonic, then I go to the seventh fret and I bend that up. I've got to do something from there, right? So one thing that I can do is I can bring the bend back down and then continue on my journey wherever it is I'm going. So let's say I was going to go toward the ceiling. So I'm going to go back to five, right? So I go... So that's an easy way for me to bend it up, bring it back down, and then continue on. Now, in I think it was the last session that we did, we talked about string control and, you know, making sure that your notes aren't all, you know, the strings aren't vibrating un when, when they shouldn't be, other strings that you're not playing. That sort of thing. Let's say I was going to go toward the floor. So I bend this up. And what I want you to notice there, what I did was I bent it up. And then without bringing the string back down, I immediately went to the fifth fret of the uh, second string. 
So what happens there is this string is bent up, so I've got to stop that string from making noise because I might bend it up, and when I take my hand off, it's going to start making noise. So what I do is when I bend it up, I get ready right here on the second string of the, the fifth fret there. And what I want you to notice is with this hand, I touch that third string, and it kills it. So now I can leave and get ready for the next thing I'm going to do. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.